Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Hello, you're welcome to our usual uh, podcast, uh, Lighting Our Way, a UCU standard uh, podcast. And we are going to talk about... Um, the NLA uh, University in Norway, and uh, we've had a travel uh, with uh, the technicians from Uganda Christian University School of Journalism, and uh, we've had an interaction with the faculty here, uh, whereby we want to have a conversation about some of the key issues uh, surrounding our relations uh, as UCU and uh, uh, this Norwegian program, uh, NORID. So um, I have uh, three people here in the studio, members of uh, faculty. Uh, I've got here Carol uh, Azungi uh, Dralega, who is uh, an associate professor uh, on the MA Global Journalism uh, program. And uh, she's here at NLA. And uh, I've also got the head of Department of Journalism, Hilda Delstrom, uh, who is um, uh, yeah the head of the department. Then I've also got the associate professor uh, on the global journalism, Taria Shidel. I hope I pronounced that okay. Have quite I? correct. Quite yeah, correct. <laughs> quite correct, yes. Um, she's the NORID project uh, coordinator. I think Uganda Christian University is quite familiar uh, with uh, Terrier's face um, around campus. So Terrier uh, and uh, Hilda and Carol, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah, uh, Terrier, um, for a start, um, uh, we want you to give us a little bit of a background about uh, how NLA um, um, uh, got uh, into a relationship with Uganda Christian University. Yeah, sure. Uh, our relationship um, goes back many years, actually. First in, in personal capacity, and then for the past uh, nine years or so, we have had a uh, big uh, project together, a Norhead, so-called Norhead project, where we have been uh, part of uh, expanding and, uh, and developing the, the, the journalism department at UCU. Now it's a school, of course. So uh, that, that has been going on since 2013. And this program has been supported by the Norwegian government. And uh, many of the staff members here from NLA University College have been lucky to travel to Uganda and UCU uh, quite many times over the, the, the past uh, nine years to, to teach in the program and to participate in, in research. And I can only say that that is has been very very exciting and the 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 exciting thing now is that we have got a new project in the same and in the same scheme which is going to last until 2026 so this is what we call a norhead 2 project supported by the norwegian government and we also have some other partners in the project um, university of rwanda is a new partner we are very excited about that and also the University of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa has been been a, a partner all the way throughout. Yeah, um, you also talked about 
at a personal level. Could, could you tell us more about yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Um, Professor Monica Chibita um, was my teacher in, in, <laughs> in my undergraduate studies, actually, in the United States in the early 1990s. So that's, that's wh what can I say, that's when our collaboration started. Mm. Of course, uh, she was my teacher at the time and uh, she taught development communication and uh, I learned a lot from that class. And later on, we met at conferences here and there, uh, different places in Africa. And uh, Monica had just joined uh, Uganda Christian University. She was previously with Makerere and uh, she said we really need to do something together now we're two christian based universities how can we collaborate and then this program scheme was set up by by uh, by the norwegian government and we applied we were lucky to get to get pre-funding in the first phase and then finally we got the full funding uh with with the the application that we we put put in yeah Carol um, we found you here I even saw the label on your uh, door to your office associate professor um, and uh, I was told that oh you haven't met her she's from Uganda I also saw you in how do you get here how did I get here is such a long story but I'll give you the short version um, let's see I did my uh, bachelor's at Makerere and uh, uh, Professor Monica Chibita was my lecturer. Wow. Uh, but uh, more importantly... Which year was that? Wow. Uh, I finished in 93. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting old now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, um, then I worked at the Monitor newspaper and mm -hmm. New Vision and that's how I came to Norway to do my master's mm -hmm. primarily. So I finished my master's, did my PhD, and I was ahead of Tarje at the PhD uh, studies at the University of Oslo. So that's how I came to know mm. uh, Tarje. So um, I got a job <laughs> at the Western Norway Research Institute as a, as a senior uh, researcher. I worked there for nine years. So the interesting part is that one day Tarje calls me and says, Karo, we need you to go to Uganda to start a, a, a master's pro pro project. Are you interested? And of course I said, yes, I <laughs> dropped everything and just flew to Uganda. So that was the incubator stage in um, 2013. And um, we worked on that project and here we are. I had to drop my old job and join NLA. <laughs> so that's how it happened. Yeah, and Hilda, you're the head of department of journalism. But uh, you seem the outsider. This is an old school yes. network. How do you join them anyway? Uh, is it because it, it falls neatly into your uh, department? And I've never been to Uganda. I'm the only one. <laughs> yes, but I'm very glad that we are in this project. And I hope to go to Uganda one day. But now I'm head of the department back home. Someone, someone has to run the, yeah, <laughs> run yeah. the business while they are traveling to Uganda all the time. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your department. Uh, yeah, we the have of it, <coughs> uh, what you teach, the, the programs that you carry out, hmm. and how they embed into uh, the teaching these people do with the Uganda Christian University. Hmm. 
we have a bachelor in journalism, a bachelor of journalism. It's a practical oriented bachelor program. And we have a master um, in global journalism. And <coughs> we have approxima approximately um, 40 first year students at the bachelor program and 30 students second year and 30 students third year. And our bachelor program is very practical oriented and it's uh, all the time a uh, um, variation of theory and practice all the way. And we think that's a very, uh, very good form of learning journalism to practice a lot. Um, yes. Yeah, and uh, Terry, um, are there any unique uh, aspects of journalism training and practice in the two countries since you now have a little bit of Uganda, a little bit of uh, Norway? Yeah. Well, uh, there is uh, there is some similarity, d definitely, between Uganda and Norway in terms of the challenges for journalism, but there are also some differences, and the Norwegian media industry has been under what can I say great pressure, really, in the past uh, well eight, uh, uh, ten years, something like that. There has been a lot of layoffs in the in the different media businesses. And this has been uh, challenging for us teaching journalism. How do we motivate our students to go into this, this um, uh, profession that we believe so much in? We think it's so important for, for you know, society to, to progress and, and to be held, to, held together. And uh, so, so, so we have been, been deeply challenged by that. Um, in in uh, and and also one of the things that we uh, are challenged by is the fact that um, um, a number of the students don't necessarily end up in journalism, but they they go to the communication industry, and that is also a challenge that we see a lot in um, in Uganda, definitely. So uh, for different reasons, I mean. Uh, uh, some students realize it's more lucrative sometimes to go to the communication industry. And then I'm, I'm also hearing that there is some pressure from the parents. <laughs> they don't want their um, young ones to, to, to go into this, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, challenging industry where safety could be an issue in journalism then it's it's safer to go into the communication industry mm -hmm. but we what we try to do both here here in Norway in and in the prog program we su support in in Uganda is to try to encourage students to actually do journalism mm -hmm. because we believe there is uh, especially these days a very very important role for journalism when there is so much challenge from from other other communication platforms. Yeah, uh, Karo, um, uh, you've uh, had this experience, the one Terry is talking about, but also where you come from, Macquarie University. You yes. said 93? Yeah. I don't know how you learned. She said, uh, Hilda, that it's very practical. How practical was yours, and how does it compare with uh, what she's talking about? If you go back down the memory line. Yes. How did you learn journalism? Well, I remember when I joined Makerere, it was very... Um, there were just a few students who were taken, 20 marks, that was it. And that was also because they had 20 laptops 
we used to walk around with laptops and we would type with one finger, you know. Uh, that was really amazing for us then. Um, so I, I don't think that we were out doing practical work a lot. We didn't even get industry people coming to talk to us. It was very much a one-way flow, uh, the teacher knows best kind of interactions between teachers and students. Um, and when the time for research, writing the thesis came, you know, you're told to find your topic and go out there and do your research without a course like in research methods. So I think students today have a better deal. They, they get fed quite a lot of important information and practice. And like now at uh, UCU, the, the masters we had, we, it was very interactive. We had industry people coming and interacting with the students, sharing knowledge mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah, so how does uh, uh, a student like um, uh, Makere and uh, at the time, mm -hmm. how and by the way, yeah, I, I hope you still uh, uh, keep contact with where you come from. How do you think their, their, their career decisions are decided that mm -hmm. I should go into journalism? I'm not sure. <laughs> but if Taria I said uh, that the here parents, their parents have something to do with in, it. In Uganda, the parents have a lot to do with it. I remember I did journalism at the at the this is it repute no um my parent my father did not want me to do uh journalism because he thought it's about reading the news in the on tv he asked me so you want to read news on tv that's it you want to do that for your for the rest of your life but obviously they do not understand first of all the importance of journalism and what it uh, encompasses so I think one, parents do decide because they pay the fees. And number two, I think to some extent, some students have the personal interest and the conviction to deal with information, to share information and to communicate. And others, of course, have other reasons like human rights, you know, mm. democracy and pushing those. Um, In Uganda, we have some uh, unique aspects uh, to do with journalism practice mm -hmm. that uh, whereby people think it's not such a wise career decision. Mm -hmm. They say you're going in there for propaganda, you're mm -hmm. going in there to ask for bribes in order mm -hmm. to publish a story, that brown phenomena called yeah, brown envelope phenomena, yeah. or in any case, or you're going there to get beaten up. Yes. Any comments on that? Uh, uh, are they, are they right? Or are they to an extent, they could be right. I mean, if you look at how journalists today, you know, are being treated, especially political, investigative journalists, those covering politics, elections. So that could be true because they are beaten up and they really aren't proper structures and infrastructure to help uh, journalists. So it, it's a dangerous profession. So the the move now is to try to to promote safety both within the newsrooms and also and the policy arena and also among uh, journalists themselves. How do you rate the Ugandan journalists and the media in Uganda now? From a scale. To yeah, like when you come <laughs> in from outside and you buy a copy of mm. the local newspaper, mm. you switch on television or radio and yes. listen. Do you think? Um, um, I, I would, 
I think that there is a lot of uh, is it conference journalism sort of um, Pro- protocol protocol journalism yeah. a lot of it because people are now distancing themselves from covering topical critical issues because of the consequences. I remember when I was doing my bachelor's, that was in the early 90s, that's when the airwaves were opened up, Monitor came up, the Monitor was the first um, private newspaper, and we had some of these founders teaching us, it was so fantastic, we were really burning to go out there (laughs) and change things, but we all know what happened to Monitor, they were beaten out of their critical journalism stance and slowly we've seen them uh, gradually becoming more protocol journalists than critical investigative journalists really mm-hmm. mm. uh, how do you ca- uh, for instance uh, uh, Hilda yeah, some of um, Ugandan um, uh, journalists in training they come here and uh, they, they have a stint here uh, these worries that Caro uh, uh, is mentioning uh, in the journalist practice in Uganda, uh, how do you, in your content, your curriculum, uh, what you give them, how do you reassure them? How do you stabilize them towards uh, doing the right thing? Mm. Um, you mean in, in our master program? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that uh, this is a subject that we discuss with our students, uh, for example, in um, yeah, both the role of the media and media ethics. And I think that uh, because we have students from so many parts of the world, we have a lot of interesting and important discussions with the students. So I think that, that um, uh, they, they get to see a lot of things from many uh, different angles and I think that's a very important thing and this can make you more confident in in the role in your role as a journalist and yeah I think that's something that's very important but of course our master program is a theoretical master program so so it's it's not so practically uh, working with the issues of security for example mm. but Taya, yeah. maybe you have something to add yeah, in the uh, master's program that we have in global journalism, the students will typically go into two in in two directions. One one is those who go back to the media or go into media wor- work or leadership positions, but a number of them from different countries go back and teach journalism. Mm. So uh, what we realize that we do in our master's program, and we have students from from many different countries, like Hilde Christian says, this year from 18 different countries, including Uganda. Um, so it's, it's uh, what we realize that we do is that we, we teach the teachers, mm-hmm. <laughs> Th- those who are going to, to teach upcoming um, you know, journalists in their, in their home countries, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a very exciting thing to do, mm-hmm. actually. And I think we have so much to learn from each other. Mm. So the the discussions we have with so many people from so many different countries, it makes us, uh, I think, um, smarter, brighter. Mm. It, it, mm. Yeah, it's very, very nice to be part of that uh, yeah. conversation. Um, uh, do you struggle with uh, um, enrolled students dropping out and uh, 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 
what could be the reason for instance um, uh, the experience of Uganda we have people starting out on a program and they don't complete for many reasons I don't know whether mm. that occurs here yeah, that of course that occurs here as well and that occurs in in all kind of different higher education programs uh, and that uh, there might be many reasons for that and one I think one common reason is that that the students especially in our bachelor program mm. they maybe they don't they don't know exactly what is a journalist and and they um, uh, they need some time to find out if this is something for me uh, so so um, I think that's one reason and also uh, yeah I think that might be the most uh, uh, yeah, most common reason for dropping out. Uh, do you think uh, journalism as a career is bright in itself or you think mm. it's getting darker and darker? I think it's a slippery slip. Uh, I think that the future is going to be tough unless we hold ourselves by our bootstraps and try to survive. And I think that the experience from COVID uh, is a good one because it was bad, but it is good in the sense that um, journalists had to wake up, you know, and and think anew, be innovative, find alternative ways to the now defunct ways of survival. So uh, from the research already shows us uh, new uh, strategies coming up technological technologically and uh, I think that um, with that kind of trend of thought uh, there is the future although it's gonna be tough mm. Mm. and I and I think also that in in Norway uh, the um, newsrooms they are now hiring journalists again so I think it's uh, more positive in in the sense of having a job <laughs> and so many of our students they are working um, uh, now uh, while they're studying journalism and they get a very good education uh, when they get to practice uh, as journalists alongside uh, and uh, and also the the newsrooms they they have jobs available in Norway so I think uh, that it's also possibilities yeah Terry where I come from in Uganda uh, social media has encroached on journalistic space uh, but uh, unfortunately, it's full of um, propaganda and conspiracy, uh, uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, all of them are uh, occupying the space of what, and uh, to the ordinary um, consumer, ordinary person, they think uh, that's, those are the new trends in journalism. I don't know whether that also applies here in Norway. Well, I can tell you that the social media are pretty much the same <laughs> here as in, in Uganda. You find all kind, kinds of content there. Uh, of course, not only rubbish and, and rumor and propaganda, but also good content. But uh, one of the, I think, important things as journalism educators today is to emphasize that not everything is journalism. Uh, the, the 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 fact that some somebody is sharing something on on uh, on some type of online platform or it doesn't mean that it is journalism or at least it not it's not serious and professional journalism so to emphasize what professional journalism is is very important but i also think that um journalists need to 
somehow um, exploit also the, the, the social media. I mean, th we see especially with the young generation, that is how they access news today. I mean, they, they don't go into a website, you know, where it says new vision or something, but they go, they go through links that are shared by their, their friends. And, and, and that we need to be conscious about. Yeah. Carol, you talked about new directions technologically in the training and in the practice of journalism. And you talked about the COVID experience uh, whereby there was this lockdown, but then the training was going through. People were being trained, like in Uganda, people were being trained online. I suppose you're also doing that, and that uh, uh, you're training with UCU. Comment about its effectiveness. Uh, online training, yeah, you've also appeared physically in class, <laughs> and there is now the so-called hybrid. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that online teaching or learning uh, has a lot of positives. And of course, as you mentioned, COVID really, <laughs> it was baptism by fire. In many institutions, they had to to move online without training, without preparation and so on. So over time, you know, they, they started to get a grip of what was happening. But online learning and teaching offers the flexibility for one to learn in the safe spaces of their home or wherever, wherever they are. But of course it has disadvantages, as we also saw from COVID that you can't multitask. When you're at home, it becomes difficult uh, to to learn when you are at home and you have uh, multiple chores to do, so um, um, but nothing beats the face to face. It you know we benefit quite a lot from being there, uh, sh having a shared experience. So in my view, I think um, the hybrid would be a really good uh, way to go. Um, and not throw the baby with the bathwater, but take out the best out of it, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Terry, um, now finally, uh, you can reflect down the line. Yeah, this um, old school club and your initiative, you can be able to comment. Uh, can you sit down and rest? Oh, we did a good job with this program. This is what we did for them. Uh, can you catalogue that? Oh, we did this. Give us a kind of an accountability. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you mean you want me to look back on what we yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the future also. Well, you well, think, well. Uh, uh, What next? What, what is yeah. what, you know what? It, what is really exciting? In I've I've taught journalism for almost twenty years now, and to to see former students appearing you know in all kinds of, of places is, is, is really encouraging and uh, over the years we have been you know educating a high number of, of, of journalists both here and and there and, uh, and and I kind of look highly upon that uh, duty so to speak I think uh, as I said we are we're educating the next generation uh, at the same time we also know positively that many of them are not going to practice journalism you know 20 years down the line so we also want them to equip them to something that they can use in in w wherever they would come and uh, we believe that understanding the media understanding how the how journalism works 
um, are important for for you know any practitioner anywhere mm. really yeah and uh, uh, specifically for Norid as a coordinator yeah um, the institution Uganda Christian University yeah um, uh, how have you been have yeah. have you enabled its uh, yeah. training its curriculum um, yeah. So through through the uh, Norhead program, uh, one of the aims of the previous um, um, project period that that has ended was to to erect the master's program in journalism and media studies, uh, which we did, and uh, that was a success. But not only that, uh, also a second degree that was not the plan from from the the beginning in strategic communication also came in there partly supported by by our project and uh, those two degrees have now been merged into one one degree with a, a good number of students uh, which we see every year coming into the to the programs the next major aim that we have now for the second phase is um, to erect a PhD program and um, if we're lucky, I mean, our aim is to start the program next semester by the end of 2022. And, uh, and we, we try as much as we can to be successful in that. And that program in particular will be a program that then will um, educate also researchers in the media, as well as, of course, educators in, in, in journalism programs in all of Uganda and the whole East African region. So we are very, very excited to be collaborating with UCU on this. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Karo uh, Azungi Dralega, who is Associate Professor on the MA Global uh, Journalism Program here, isn't it, mm -hmm. at NLA. And uh, Hilda Dunstrom, head of Department of Journalism, and uh, Taria Shidel, <laughs> associate professor and uh, coordinator of uh, the Norid uh, project. Um, listeners, uh, this has been lighting you uh, our way. Um, a UCU standard podcast. Good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way. <laughs>